What it do, what it do, what it do. It's your boy, Andrew Schultz, a.k.a. Mr. Goody Two Shoes. And I'm here, as always, with Joseph Huggins, a.k.a. Old Man Huggy, for episode 50. And guess who else is here? Every motherfucker that's ever been on the podcast. That's right. First, we got the Iron Ape Tyson debut episode five, baby. Then we got Mr. Austin Reigns debuted episode 17. And who do we have? Last but not least, the Tiger himself. He debuted probably on episode one. He wasn't even here. But he's been on every episode ever since. The Godfather. Let's go, motherfuckers. what's up i'll go first <laughs> nah man it's good uh dude this is crazy episode 50 this is tight we can actually see each other right now we can all see each other this shit's wild um and i'm excited to have you guys on and i look forward to halfway to the century mark bro like 50 they said it couldn't be done they say we couldn't do it we're like floyd mayweather minus like all the shitty personality and not being able to read and domestic violence and you know just being overall a garbage person but other than that with this podcast we are just like floyd mayweather but i can read i, I would say bill russell and i respect you know, women bill yeah r.i.p bill russell big, big celtics fan here so r.i.p r.i.p bill russell um greatest champion of all time in basketball and we're the greatest sure. champion of all time in the podcast game yeah yes yes Fuck you, Joey, bag of donuts. Yeah, go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, y'all. Um, I don't like, should we introduce the guests? Like, or like give, uh, you know, because we've had like 50 fucking countries listen to us since like maybe the last one was on. Um, so let's go uh, the tiger, just because I'm looking to my left. He's at the top row. The tiger uh, is uh, your stock and option guru he's uh the baddest man on the planet he rocks the jewel he sells the jewel and he runs the jewels and then we have tyson the iron ape tyson the gamestop legend diamond hands diamond hands diamond hands and then we have the artiste the thoughtful the grateful, the creative, awesome, motherfucking reigns. Kink life. <laughs> Amazing callback. Amazing callback, Andy. I'm uh, so pumped to be here. I remember when Andy was telling me he was starting a podcast, and that feels like a long time ago. Here we are, 50 episodes. It's really impressive. Amazing achievement. And I feel honored to be back. I wish that I had something a little more memorable from, from that episode than Kink Life, but that's why I'm here for the second time. Let's see if I can, if I can uh, make that happen. Hell yeah. 
Um, all right, so Joseph, should we start it off with therapy questions? Do you have anything else? Uh, no, nah, like I said, yeah, 50s wild. I'm just, thanks for being here, you guys. This is super yeah, awesome. Thank you. Thank you. Um, yeah, it's super sweet. So we're really excited. Like, I remember whenever we were talking and I was like, uh, Andy called me and I was like, oh man, I built this crazy supercomputer and I want to do some podcast shit. And I was like, so I remember sitting in my car talking to you for like and two hours about this stuff. And then we were like, all right, we got to pick a day and start doing it and like stream it and record it and have like a schedule and once a week. And, you know, we're like, shit, dude, we're, you know, it's 8-1-2022. And I remember us being like, all right, like January 5th is the day that we're going to do it. And it was like, we kept pushing it back because we got busy and shit. So, you know, he was saying January 6th, but he had other shit to do. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) That was good. Good call. I was stopping shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. How dare you? Do not implicate me in that way. Too late, bro. Um, <laughs> okay, so let's start it off with, uh, as we do, therapy questions on uh, the celebration. I'm going to start this off with Tyson, because I know he doesn't want to be first. All right. All right. Ther- All right. Therapy question number one. Is the concept of the afterlife or life after death a mere product of man's optimism or fear of death? Uh, full disclosure, I didn't look at any of the notes. Well, you so just I heard have no question. idea what we're about to talk about. Yeah. Uh, why can't it be both? Right? You're optimistic about the fear of death? No, I mean, okay, so reread the question again. So right. it's. Yeah, I like, I like that because. Usually I say the question to Joseph and then he like repeats it. And I'm like, and I like that because like somebody might not have heard me the first time. So we say it twice. Yeah, yeah. All right. So is the concept of the afterlife or, you know, in other terms, life after death, a mere product of man's humans optimism or their fear of death? So it's like, is it like, optimistic to think about the life after death or is it like i'm scared of it so i have to create something uh so that i have something to not be scared of if i die like i I still think it's both i mean depending on the person you talk to right some people are scared to die and uh i don't know need like a bigger meaning to life and others are okay with life just being life and when it ends it ends so I don't know. I think it depends if you're talking to an optimistic person or, you know, someone like me who just thinks, you know, everything runs its course. And then once the course is ran, that's it. So I don't know. That's I, one of those kind of life questions that, uh, like I said, it kind of just depends on, I think your answer is going to change depending on the life experiences you've had and what you think about life in general, not uh, just death. Yeah. I, I hear what you're saying. Austin hit us with it. Give us some stupid shit. <laughs> I read that. <laughs> I read that question differently. Um, <clears throat> I read it as, you know, like basically is the after the concept of the afterlife. <clears throat> Well, I guess there it is with the concept, but is it real or is it a product of our optimism or fear of death? Uh, so, but I, 
in hearing it the way that you set it up, Andy, if for choosing one or the other, it seems to me that first and foremost, it does seem to be a really optimistic thing. I think it's the idea that we get to be something better than human one day. I don't know a, a, a shit ton about all those ancient religions, at least the ones that predate Christianity, but they talk about these gods that are better than human and they live in different worlds. And so the idea that we get to go there one day or be like them one day sounds to me like optimism. Um, but uh, sometimes optimism is a reaction to a fear. So I, yeah, I, I kind of uh, agree with Tyson that there's definitely those things go kind of hand in hand. Uh, I actually, like after you said that, so basically you and Tyson read it the same way. I read it differently. So basically mm -hmm. it's like, is it a construct that of man, whether it is optimism or fear of death, doesn't matter which one. It's right. just, yeah, yeah. So it's like, it, so you were saying both like uh, Tyson, like. Okay, I, in that regard, yeah, it's like um, uh, optimistic or extremely arrogant. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but I mean, Austin was saying like, um, like that we that we could like transcend from human to like become better it's like how do we know it's better what if you know hell exists <laughs> don't even get fucking started with that well i mean so andy you're saying basically if either like man created it because they're optimistic about what happens after they die or they did it because they're afraid of what happens after they die i thought it was an either or but uh both Tyson yeah it's definitely like 50 50 but i mean you know I'd no say no that's just how i thought the question was posed oh. but i think what after listening to tyson and austin i was like it's actually like it's like is it just man-made because of these two factors either optimism or uh the fear of death like it wasn't distinguishing between the two it was uh saying like is this are those the two reasons why it exists yeah that's and how I, think, I read the question yeah and i think that's a more interesting question yeah, no, it's, so the tiger, do you have thoughts on this? I thought uh, when, I, when I was reading it, I, I thought it was a little bit like different. I thought of it more of a, a person, you know, um, let's say they're, let's say they're about to die and they're just trying to like grasp onto something before they leave. So I, the, when I read it, I was like, uh, I, don't, I didn't kind of understand the question as much. It was more of a, is it like when they're dying or is it in the beginning where they're being taught this or that's so, what, that's what kind of threw me off is like, or is it like midway in their life? So it's like they're optimistic when they're like coming up in the game yeah. they, and then like when they're on their deathbed, they're like uh, praying to God, but they never did before. Yeah. Yeah. I could see that. What about you, old man? Yeah. I mean, I think that people have their different beliefs of what the afterlife would be based off of you know like whatever their approach is so if you're you know some people are more religious because they're afraid and they're you know afraid of god or they're taught to be fearful of god and all god's wrath so they're afraid of that and that's some people cling, cling to their religion for fear and other people do it for like optimism or being generous or something like that so everybody like would have a different approach 
now like there are different views of what the afterlife is that's like i think that's real subjective and that comes down to the person everybody you know um what you were like asking someone what do you think an alien would look like nobody would really have the same answer unless it was a generic one if they because no one everyone interprets it differently do you know um so i think everyone interprets what death would be but like hp lovecraft had a really cool quote where it was man's greatest emotion is fear and man's greatest fear is fear of the unknown so he talks about how like instinctually a fear our humans are instinctually afraid of stuff so we have like fight fight or flight want to uh escape or avoid danger and protect ourselves that's like our instinct so we do some things out of fear inherently without even realizing it because that's one of our most powerful emotions because like our fear of certain things is what helped us stay alive you know the only thing to fear is fear of itself <laughs> well you know like i'm afraid of running through that field because there's a shit ton of rattlesnakes in it that guy's probably gonna mm-hmm. live longer than the guy who's like oh i'm gonna go run through that field i don't give a fuck if there's rattlesnakes or not like that I guy love- like you know <laughs> what i'm saying like it's like you said ago. before with air with arrogance is like with arrogance so that you take a, it takes an arrogant fuck to do something like that and think that they can just walk away with it and have no fear of that like no that guy's you're reckless you know it's a it's a it's a fine line. It's a balancing uh, with, with, act. With arrogance comes uh, a lot of sex. Um, all right, y'all. Therapy question number two. <laughs> I'm going to start with Austin on this one, and then and then we'll start with uh, the tiger on the third one, and then that we'll, that way we're rotating. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. It, um, okay, number two. If it's possible to edit negative character traits that can harm other people from our genes, like our genes as humans, would it be ethical to do it? Yeah, this is a really interesting conversation. Would it be ethical or should we? I think are kind of different things um, because I think that we should. Well, there, there are a lot of character traits that I think are a lot more um nurture versus nature i don't know if we can actually you know take something like arrogance out of our genes i think a lot of those things are learned but would it be ethical to do that um i think that we could make it ethical it's a newer thing for us to consider and i think all we have to do is basically decide uh as a society what that it is ethical or that it isn't but I think that it easily could be ethical. I think it's something that we should be pretty excited about. Um, it will, in terms of like, you know, genetic modification, obviously not creating superhuman crazy armies to take over the world, but. Um, Fuck yeah, yeah Jean-Claude yeah, Van Damme. Sorry. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Universal soldier. <laughs> but. Uh, okay, yeah, well, let, then, let me, let know, me, let me ask like, you, let me ask you. Sure. What, what would be a negative character trait that you think would be uh, ethical to take out of somebody's genes? Is, uh, see, I really don't think the character traits are, can uh, come from genes, but let's say that uh, someone uh, is racist, right? As a character trait, then that kind of makes sense. That falls in that category, right? I think it'd be ethical to remove that. But isn't that, I feel like that's like nurture over nature. Like I don't think anybody's born racist. 
Exactly. That's, that's what that's what I prefaced it by saying. I think yeah, the yeah. character traits actually are a lot more nurture than they are nature. Um, but there are some things that are not character traits that are genetic diseases that I think is perfectly ethical to try and pull out. 100%. I think that's where this question came from because we can now like take out like, you know, like what is it called? CRISPR. You take out like, you know, where you right. become like have Down syndrome or like um, ALS or like, um, like Parkinson's like and but there's still like the conversation on like, should we be doing that? I don't know. Uh, the tiger, do you have thoughts on this? I think it was, he said it right on the dot. Yeah. That's perfect. What about you, Iron Eight? Uh, yeah, I agree with him. Um, like, there's always going to be gray area when it comes to shit like that and moving forward. So, but you got to ask yourself, like, okay, so who are we going to, uh, who had a, <laughs> who are we gonna elect to regulate the what we can what is ethical what we should and should not you know fuck with so yeah anthony fauci um <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> uh, old man do you have anything on this well i mean like so this reminds me of this movie it's like an old movie it's called Gattaca have you ever seen Gattaca it's got like Tobey Maguire and they genetically modify people to make them like perfect and he's like a normie or whatever and then he's trying to like I want to swim and I can't swim as far and I'm sad about it you remember that movie I mean I think that in some ways obviously but they already do some stuff like that where people are deciding their eye colors of their kids and stuff I like there's definitely benefits to it but I don't think you want to play around with stuff too much I mean, you know, if your family has like a history of a huge like, you know, cleft cleft lip or something or cleft palate, sure. Like if you can address those things, absolutely. But I don't, you know, it's like I want my baby to be like seven two and play in the NBA. And yeah, then you're that's what I'm saying. You get into that universal soldier, Jean-Claude Van Damme, all coked out with Dolph Lundgren. Dolph, yeah, you better put and some Dolph futuristic, in. futuristic like uh eighteen wheeler showing up, kicking down doors, like where that's you're two steps away from that. Well, yeah, I mean, sure. and like, I, uh, oh, real quick, I was gonna just agree with yes. you, uh, uh, Tyson, which is like, who is the one who's setting that like bar of like what is too far, you know? Like, so it's not like like us saying like what is too far. It's like who's in charge of saying what's too far. Yeah, and then like uh, going back to what the old man was saying, uh, like it would just become uh, like who has the most money to pay for the best you know genetically altered children or whatever the fuck you want it like like he was saying you want to be a basketball player because you're seven foot four and all that shit it would get wild real fucking quick if it was not regulated so ask you mean yeah you know what you couldn't do is you you couldn't have the medical industry or any of the professionals who help come up with it just make the regulations for it that's so easy to monetize and but like push and like push. Way, no, I know. That and like and like push way. and push and like have some. That's if I don't know if y'all any of y'all have watched like the boys on Amazon, but that's a really good show. And that's some vot shit. Like you're making superheroes. You'd be making superheroes at that point. Like you're like borderline doing that. I want my kid to be a defensive end and run a four four and be like six six and like you know two seventy five. And they'd be like, all right, that'll be you know seven hundred and twenty five thousand dollars. Like here you go, dude. It'll be nuts. Be like exactly. create create a create a player for NCAA yeah. football. Just fucking lit. build a bear for rich people. 
<laughs> yeah, I think like our our parents decide so much of what we're going to be physically already, <clears throat> but they don't do it on purpose. So we never really get angry with them. Yeah. Could you imagine feeling like uh, like okay, exactly who you are is exactly what your parents wanted you to be physically inside and out. The exact life that you have, they they designed that for you a long time ago. I would feel like pretty angered by that. I think unless they, well, unless they work that out in my genes too. Well, that's why I only exclusively have sex with uh, Kenyan uh, marathon runners, bro. That that'd be some dystopian type shit. Like everyone's designing their kids. You think kids have? They kind of are. Like no, like kids have mental disorders now. You think they have <laughs> mental problems now? If they're all like, my parents designed me in a lab. Like no, dude. Some good like emo music and shit would definitely come out of that. So that'd be a good music way well, we could. What is what is IVF? What is IVF? Hmm. Yeah, but I mean, they're not like they can only do so much. That's what I'm saying. It's limited. Well, they're yeah, not like all right. I, that's my point. Is like so we could already like um ha- like impregnate somebody who likes embryo that was like into like somebody else uh that you know because that person couldn't have kids um like y'all were saying like you can pick like the eye color you can pick the gender like at what point you know is like i just want to know what the limit is yeah dick size dick size if For I get sure. fucked over because my parents were poor and I got a small dick, I'm gonna be pissed. That's true. That already happened. That would what? be true. I'd be that'd be <laughs> furious. They'd be like, "Sorry, son, we really wanted you to go to college and be a doctor, but we couldn't afford the dick and the the dick enlargement." So sorry, exactly. son. What, what would like you a, rather? What would you rather do? Uh, go to college or have a uh, have a big dick? If you had to pick, yeah, if, well, because that's what you I'm saying. A, is, if you had a dick, <laughs> well, like, what was it a point system where it's like you know, okay, you have a hundred attribute points and you can put them on like intelligence, charisma, agility, endurance, right? Like, is it like there we go? They only no, have like a no, hundred no. and like and like and that would be like physique or physical no. attributes, and that's you had to be and, socialism and, and, you'd, and you'd have. And you had no, 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 but I mean, you could build whatever, but you had to uh, apply the appropriate points there, you know, so you couldn't create a maxed out kid on level one. Your kid's going to max out at a certain point when it's your kid's 100. It's not going to be 100 strength and 100 speed. You got to pick one. Yeah, we're taking classic yeah. MMO like video game. <laughs> yeah, I just turned it into that. I don't know why. Yeah, but I think that's, that's a good way idea. to look at it. That's how that, I think that's how it would be almost. You'd be like a mega yeah. catalog. I gave this really long-winded way of like just going back to aristocracy where all that mattered was how well born you were and as long as everybody can trace it back to you know this family or these two families or these three families then you were fine but if you couldn't prove that i guess then you know you basically don't have any opportunity towards upward mobility and so it it really is just kind of like going back to what we had going a few hundred years ago but with much better novel opportunities what if uh, you were able to change it during your lifetime instead of when you're born? I think that would be a lot better. Oh, you mean like I don't like my brown eyes, so I change them to blue? Yeah. Yeah, like no, level level no, five, no, you can just switch it let's up. Say, brown let's eyes say, and dick size, baby. Yeah, but let's <laughs> say you go around and you save up money while you're in your twenties 
and you're like, oh, I need to get a little smarter, add a little couple points to your, your uh, mental intelligence. Within like a week or so, you become smart again. Could you leveling could, up, baby? Could you skill, become skill points? Could you skill points, dumber? dude? <laughs> yeah. If Never I'm like, yeah, dude, I'm too smart for this shit. I'd rather be an idiot. I guess that's <laughs> that's what you just you just start smoking meth or something. <laughs> real base bro no um yeah that'd be like skill points like you know like you can before like the final time like are you sure you're happy with your character before you move on to the next level lock you're, it, like, lock nah. it in. you're like nah i want to give him a mohawk instead now nah, fuck i want to do a mohawk. Well, it better be an eft all right y'all let's go NFT, on <laughs> nft <laughs> no i'm talking about oh no i was talking about the electronic electronic funds transfer of the oh, money right, right. straight to me to my <laughs> bank account gotcha okay yeah, well Jesus saved right thank you <laughs> <laughs> all right y'all um uh therapy question number three the tiger's gonna uh, start with the first answer does luck exist for some people but not for others i think it does because there's some times where I, I've seen, you know, like a pattern of me getting screwed over. <laughs> then, then all of a sudden I get a pattern of me get, having good luck. It's like, yeah, I, I think it does. Okay. Well, Mr. Iron Ape. Uh, uh-oh. Um, if luck does exist for everyone, I don't know where the fuck mine's been, so... <laughs> I would have to. Uh oh, did I cut out? No, you're good. You're, it was stalling a little bit, but. Oh. Uh... All right. Austin, <laughs> what do you think? <clears throat> uh, I really, really want to believe in the idea that it all evens out. I really want to believe in the whole yin and yang thing because I have the world's shittiest luck. But then if I look really carefully or at least like kind of like unfocus my eyes a little bit, I can see that I have a shit ton of luck. A lot more than a lot of people that I know. But then again, but I also don't see anybody else get their pant loop, get hooked on like a kitchen drawer and then like face plant. And it happens to be when they're when I'm already having the worst day of my life. I mean, like, I don't know. It just, sometimes it depends. That on was very, very, very specific. <clears throat> way too specific for me to just make that up no, yeah absolutely so um i like to i like to think that it all evens out um and it has a lot to do with our perspective at the time but yeah so i i think everyone does and doesn't i don't think that anyone really has more than any other than anybody else i think that there's like i like to believe that there's just like this finite amount that everybody gets and you don't get it all at once you might get it all at once but it's gonna it's gonna bounce out that's so you like you realize how it's not that's not a logical take right yeah i do okay yeah, i do realize that. no i've got yeah. shit like i've got like shit like that in my life for sure that i'm like yeah doesn't it's not logical but i just i'm like yeah maybe um joseph um yeah i mean i think that life gives everybody opportunities and it's like what you do with some of the opportunities and how you choose like how you choose to 
spend your time has a lot to do with it. Now you can have bad luck, but you can also have good luck. Like at some point in life, your life will like whenever you're a kid, right. And you're little, like your life and how you feel and every, everything that like goes on is strictly correlated to like everything that happens to you. And so you're like, you know, you're learning all this stuff and it's like, Oh shit. Like, man, I was late on my power bill and now my credit score took a hit. What the fuck? Like you're figuring shit out. Right. But then it's at some point, whenever you get older, like anticipation and preparation becomes like a large portion of life. So it's like being prepared for life, for what life's going to throw at you, which should is pretty much anything um, at any given fucking moment is like super important and just paying attention to the right opportunity. Now, like life can definitely pile on you. There is like a long period of time where life is piling on my ass and it still does day to day. But, you know, like in the grand scheme of things, like I think that if I stay on top of my shit, like I the the big pitfalls won't seem as big if that makes sense because i'm expecting them i'm almost like prepared for something to happen therefore i'm never surprised you know or disappointed i'm just like okay like you know i need to be like you know I'm, i could get a flat tire at any minute that could fucking happen like that shit happens all the fucking time um so you know stupid shit like that that can pile on to shit that's already going on so i guess i try to avoid some of that shit as much as possible um like avoid the small things so they don't pile up as much yeah i mean the way that i look at it is if you put it into a spreadsheet there's definitely people that got way more lucky than other people and that's just by chance you know not that they deserve to be more lucky than the other person or that there was some sort of karma involved i just feel like you'd be like yo this motherfucker got discovered as a you know like a justin bieber on youtube when this other kid down the street was just better than him but he just didn't have somebody look at his video that day well it wasn't because that other kid was like a piece of shit it was just like that guy got lucky so and then he just i don't know it just to me it's like if you look at it mathematically there's obviously people got more lucky than others and that's just the way of the world yeah I do know that I've never really been able to change my luck just because I wanted to, you know, I, th- I think that it earlier when I said it has a little bit to do with your perspective at the time, it's definitely not just a mental thing because you can't just decide that, okay, I, my luck is going to change and I'm going to make it happen. It doesn't really, it doesn't happen that way. So there's got to be something else involved. That's a little bit more like, I don't know, supernatural or at least out of our control. Well, I just feel like random. But I mean, that you should have got a fucking four leaf clover shamrock up in your goddamn room and you would have had that look. <laughs> Shit. All right. All right, y'all. Uh, we are done with the therapy questions. Usually we go to Andy's rant. I feel like since we got five of us on here, like for time purposes, it doesn't need to be me just ranting. But what I was going to rant on, you added as the uh, fourth article on the notes. So um yeah we can talk about that okay we don't have to go first with that but well, that's wanna... fine we can talk about it because it's not like it's let's, an article let's, let's save, save it. it okay yeah. okay All right. but you you want to just if you want to hit us off with the first one uh yeah so it's uh an article from bloomberg your favorite it's bloomberg your favorite your favorite call your mother um india's government's and uh, india's been 
it's been crazy over there lately. I don't know if anybody's keeping up with that. We have our own kind of shit show going on over here. Um, but the Indian government's fight against fake news, in quotations, targets political dissident. Um, WhatsApp and Twitter are pushing back against calls to yank content and weaken encryption. Um, they're, they've been having issues. Basically, there has been a big move in the political with with Mahdi over there where they're trying to basically anybody who speaks out against the government speaks out anything that's anti-government at all there's been they've been locking up um reporters over there there was a i can't remember his name there was a pretty predominant reporter who just got locked up like swooped up yeah, right by like the hundreds like they're like right up there with turkey as far as uh uh, and India listens, so you know whatever we keep it yeah. real. But like, no, but yeah, like, be yeah, careful. They're, they're up there. <laughs> I don't give yeah. a fuck. Well, no, but I'm saying like they're like, and they're really attacking YouTube and getting. Um, they do almost double the amount of videos to be taken down. Anything that speaks out against the government, and um, there is a filmmaker who, where was it? The anthem for Kashmir, which was like they've been the government's been trying to get taken down, saying it's fake news. It's fucking crazy. They've almost taken the model that we had that we've been dealing with for the past like five or six years here with this fake news bullshit. But they've taken it to a whole nother extreme where they're literally swooping people up off the street and locking them away and like telling, saying they're traitors to the the government and to their country. It's nuts. So that anthem uh, that you're talking about, it's like the biggest song in India right now is uh, was recorded by uh, a. A Pakistani and so and so it's like blowing up over the country like it's like a pop song and however India is like so like trying to crack down on this shit to where they're talking about banning the song it's just a fucking song and they're trying to take down like encrypted chats encryption and apps like we talked about with the EU ruling last episode or maybe it was the episode, I think it was last episode um where they're literally they're trying to pressure these com- companies into like weakening their encryptions so they can block people from communicating and like ha- hack into people's shit and read people's conversations it's wild is so- India's trying to be like another North Korea I would say like more like another China Kind of like, like, but they're okay. So full disclosure, they're the biggest democracy. And by biggest, I mean, they have the most population uh, democracy in the world, but it's getting weird. Super weird. Like they, like uh, they're trying to make um, Hinduism the uh, state religion. And they're like, and, and there's 200 million uh, Muslims that live there. And they're like, you know, it's like it's they're trying to make it like illegal to be like Muslim. It's so weird. Like Modi, that's the president's name. You can't have a democracy or freedom of religion and have laws that persecute other people that don't practice those religious beliefs. You can't do that. Like it's like absolutely insane. So like if they do that, they're no longer a democracy. Like they couldn't be. Like you're just oppressing just, people. Like that's bullshit. Like no, that's like what like I said before. With if Southern Baptist said you can't dance at weddings and drink sodas anymore, and that's law. Like no, that's <laughs> absurd. But if they did that and they ruled the world, like or Mormons made everybody wear magic underwear, you're going to prison. That sounds ludicrous, but they they would do that if they had that much control. Because then they'd just be it'd be a big Mormon religious state. It's the opposite side of a coin of like a religious caliphate which is like they say what Muslim extremists want. It's the opposite end of the coin. That's like what, you know, and we're seeing this theology and 
you know, people that don't believe in a separation of church and state and that the church leads the government. That's like exactly what's going on over there, but they're doing it in a completely different way. I mean, we're not locking up journalists. We harass them in like White House press conferences and shit. And we're not doing it yet. Austin, you have something to say? I, yeah, I was just going to the exact same place uh, when I heard <laughs> state religion. Those two, those two words kind of got me thinking, well, democracy still? Because um, it doesn't sound like it. Um, but anyway, yeah, no, that's, that's where I was going to, that was my train of thought too. Yeah, I guess like the one thing would be that they still have free and fair elections, you know, which you know, it's tough out here right now. But um, that would be the, uh, once we figure, if they stopped having that, then I think, that would be the end of that. And so, however, it's just the fake news, you know, quote unquote, that they're blocking, but then they're promoting fake news. And then that's what keeping them, that's what's keeping them in power. So then, so yeah, you have a free and fair election, but everybody believes your bullshit. And then, so it's like, hey, they voted for me and it was a legit election. So we're still a democracy. And it's like, fuck. And they have a nuclear bomb, so that's yeah. But you then you're dancing whenever you do something like that. It's like, oh, but if you know those 200 Muslim people that live here, if you're not, if you don't practice what we believe, then you can't vote. So they would do it based off of a religious basis. So like it would be a free and fair election for some, and that's the whole thing is they would be using like they're like there's a self righteousness that people who have that religious extremism use to justify like persecuting other people like it's like something that's bigger than them so they like well it doesn't matter if it's wrong it's because that's what's right and that's what i believe is right and that you're wrong for thinking that that like it's like you know this 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 arrogance that we've used that word like a thousand times but there's a pretentiousness that comes with that so you think that you have the right to persecute other people and then still claim that this would be like oh we have free and fair elections or you know like because it would only be for some because if you're doing something like that they're excluding those people in some way one of the first ways to exclude somebody and squash their voice is take away their vote i mean right all right so i have to say this just because yeah like we have to stand up like so me me and mar burma just started listening to the podcast well the buddhist uh military has been committing genocide against the muslims in that country and running them out of the country they they did two military coups in the last like four years like uh, uh imprisoned their president who was like who's a female who won the nobel peace prize when she got elected and that's happening right now but all the people all the all the people in Myanmar are like risking their lives protesting against this but they're going through the same kind of shit on a whole different scale because they're not considered india you know they're not there's not a billion people so I think we do a disservice not to bring that up now that they're listening to the podcast. And maybe it's the motherfuckers, you know, like taking over the government or listening, who the fuck knows. But, you know, that's what I have to say. Well, and that's where you can see these different scales. Like you can even look in time, like, you know, religious, like persecution. Like, And by that, I mean, like, like, you know, forcing and imposing your religious beliefs on a large group of people hasn't like boded well for societies throughout all of history like that's not something that's like worked out really really well in the long run you know because you're asking a bunch of people to stop what they're doing and stop and whenever they've 
be like, you know, leave what they know. That's like where I, with, I mean, it's a bad example, but it's the same thing. Like with Roe v. Wade, someone asked me like, they were like, oh, well, they were pro overturning it. And it's like, well, that's been the law since before, like since my parents existed, since before my parents existed. So like, you know, like, so who's, who's, who's trying to, who's trying to like actually impose their will upon other people. Like that's a right that there's a lot of women that have had their entire lives. And there's a, that's a right that a lot of women fought for their entire lives and they just lost it. And people are using their religious beliefs as justification. That's fucked up. Like, you can't tell me that you're like, Oh, I'm not, I'm, you know, there's very few people who are like, well, I'm, I'm not religious and I'm, you know, not, and I'm, you know, pro Roe v. Wade over being, being overturned. Most of those people are overtly religious and are very happy to tell you that they're glad that it was overturned. You know, they just are. Like, and, I, and I was going to bring that up to like, to what extent do you think that that's up that that exists in America, namely with this overturn of Roe v. Wade feels like, man, I really wish that people wouldn't use their religious beliefs to vote in a democracy and basically dictate how other people, well, dictate certain freedoms for other people. But it's easy for me to say that, that I don't think you should be able to vote with your religious beliefs because I don't have any. So there, I guess there I am trying to tell people how to vote, how to, you know, how to have a religion, how to have a religion in a democracy. It sucks because it kind of goes a little bit both ways. I would love if people, I think it should be on some level like illegal to vote based on your religious principles in a country that has separation church and state. But how could I ever say that out loud? Because that's basically saying, don't you just, vote. You just did. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I guess, I guess I'm trying to see that there's, um, trying to show that there's a little bit danger of hypocrisy both ways, unfortunately. Yeah. Oh, no, definitely, definitely. No, they're definitely. Hold on, real quick. Tyson, you have anything on this? You want to jump no. into this fucking bonfire? I think the whole situation is fucking ridiculous. I have nothing to say about it. All right. And then what about you, the tiger? Because I know you kind of, you were, you, you started us off, but. Yeah. No, my thing is, like, dude, they're getting crazy. It's, it's starting to be like another North Korea or, or China, like you said. Yeah. That's wrong. I know it is. And hopefully, I mean, I think it might be this dude, Modi, who's like an autocrat. Like he's like a wannabe Trump, you know, except for more, more like successful, more smart. How about that? But who the fuck's not, you know, <laughs> like, uh, but okay. Just anything. Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely hypocrisy both ways, but we can see so many examples like just around the globe where people have like taken their religious beliefs to extremes and like a persecuted people. Yeah. You look at the guy who was like, what the King of, was it in the Philippines or whatever? The guy who's the King in the Philippines. The and he's like, absolutely nuts. And like, and has like a bajillion wives and wears like a gold crown and all this wild shit. And then you, when you were like, you talk about all these other governments, there's all these new autocrat, loudmouth, like borderline racist, bigoted people who are coming out and running for office and they're tapping. What they're doing is they're rolling in. They're like, some sort of policy and their religious beliefs and fears and they're rolling that in they're so the people whenever they're like well i have to vote because they're it's like whenever i have to vote for trump because it taps he taps into some sort of religious belief that they have does that make yeah. sense like so like they're using their religious they're tugging on their religious heartstrings to get them to do things against their will because they think that that's what they're supposed to do it's re it's really smart like it's been the playbook yeah. though for for a millennia yeah but it's but it's ramped, but, but, but it's ramped up 
it's yeah. ramped up though it's really ramped up it's no really it's like it's like uh like religion only exists because they're pulling on the heartstrings let alone like how they get people to get elected because of it true but i think that the way that they're using it and using and taking people's religious beliefs and using it for fear mongering in a, in an election is completely different. So I think we're seeing something that's totally unprecedented. No. And like, in like, like genuinely fear mongering on people's religious beliefs into being like, yeah. well, if you like, it's, it's on a whole nother level. We have someone who's talking about Christian nationalism and now she's a Christian nationalist. That's like, that's some wild shit. We have people bringing up some stuff. Yeah. But like, like you going to hell, you going to hell for the rest of your life is not finger fear mongering. Well, you know, but but they're not saying like you're going to go to hell for the rest of your life. For the rest you, of your you like don't, for, for, if, for affinity, not no, even if, your life. If you don't vote for this person, that's yeah. where I'm saying is that no, that's a completely different level. They're not allowed to do that. They can't like churches aren't even allowed to take a political stance and tell you to vote for somebody. They can lose their tax exempt status if they take a if they take a stance as a religious tax exempt organization. They can't say like you should go vote for Trump. But like Roe v. Well, like, well, like we do that here in this country. It's just like kind of more unsaid, right? Yeah. So what I'm saying is yeah. what, what we're seeing is yeah. a more overt example of what that far extreme could be. Like we could like, cause like this is what they're doing with their journalists. We're not doing that, but we like, that's what I'm saying. They've taken it up another notch. They're demonetizing sure. tons of stuff, banning pop songs, things like that, where they talk about, well, yeah. WAP is bad. Like, and they, you know, don't let your kids listen to WAP. That's a horrible song, da, da, da. And like, there's people who would that's love a, to That's a wet ass pussy. There's uh, a lot of people who would have loved WAP to stands have, for. Yeah, who would have loved to have banned that song, but they couldn't. But if they could, they would. And over there, they are. Like those w people have, have grabbed that, that <clears throat> democracy by the ball. So that's like foreshadowing almost for us. If yeah, that's what I, my next question was going to be. Do you guys think that's like the direction? I mean, obviously, to me, it's kind of obvious that that is the direction we've been heading. But no, it's a pendulum. We're, we're going to check them. Um, but and we'll learn lessons. We'll learn lessons like from what happened there and like how to like counter it. It's my optimistic ass motherfucking self. <laughs> All right. We'll, we'll, we'll counter it. Yeah. We'll counter it. We have the best counters. <laughs> Nobody knows optimism. Like me. I sweep optimism the leg. Everyone a, talks a, about it. Sweep the leg. I sweep it so good. Everyone says, whoa, did you see him sweep it? He goes down so hard, everybody. So hard, so bigly, this leg sweep. Never been a leg sweep like that. Um, okay, do you want to hit us with article two? That was awesome. Um, yeah, I just wanted to put this in because I was like, all right, I got to read this article and it's like a Q&A and it made me, it just made me kind of chuckle, but only fans CEO wants to dispel misconceptions about the brand. Now I know the tigers like knee deep and only fans. So what? I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Allegedly. Allegedly. Did you, did you read, did you read this article? I read a little bit of it, but when I, when I saw just the headline of it, I was thinking to myself, I'm like, wait a second. That's how they became popular was just because of porn. Other than that, nobody knew about them or nobody cared about them until yeah. they started until they started taking their clothes off. Big facts. Mm-hmm. What about you, Austin? Because I know Tyson's over there looking at OnlyFans right now. <sighs> <laughs> Do I get the direct... Uh like request for a response on this because of the kink life thing no i'm i mean i mean yes, the tiger yes. Was, <laughs> i mean if you want to talk about kink life we could change the subject 
No, I um, no, I thought it was really funny how she just kept um, in the Q and A. Uh, so you know, she doesn't want to be like um, the CEO of a company that does like you know, well, that's basically just an entirely adult content. And obviously, it isn't. There's a bunch of other things that people do on that on that site, and I I just think that it's, she found a way to work that into every answer uh, that she gave. She would just kept talking about the diversity and all the different things people are into. And it was, she was such like a broken record about it. They asked like um, some specific questions about like her leadership style or whatever. And she was just like, yeah, you know, I just love how like there are so many different things people are doing on OnlyFans. And it was just like, yeah, no, you said that like a few questions ago. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't know who, who the, who's, I mean, have, has there ever really been a company that made such a big pivot that was, later on successful i mean maybe besides like netflix or amazon i mean like uh we actually had like episode i want to say six we're on episode 50 was called only fans bands and it was about how they were gonna pivot and i was like i've never been on only fans but this is like a year ago almost and i was like bullshit like are you kidding me like how do you like you're done you're done after that point so the fact that this is on here, like that they're still talking about it is weird to me. But um, I yeah. also, Tyson, Tyson, didn't you say like, some, maybe it wasn't you, but some of you were saying like that there's like other shit on there right now. Like there's like bands and like. Yeah, it's not strictly a porn site, which is what, obviously that's why we're talking about it, right? Right. But like, what, like what else is there? Like. I have no idea. I've only used it for porn. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> I mean, there's there's like personal trainers. There's people who like do exclusive content, use it kind of like a Patreon. Um, there's yeah, all, there's, there's all there's all sorts of stuff. You can do cooking classes on there. Cooking, good. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, yeah. it's like, um, have you guys heard of uh, shit? This is a bad shout out. Whatever that app is, where uh, Vimeo or something, where like celebrities will record like a thirty second second message, message like a video message. Cameo. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Cameo. Cameo. And, like, it doesn't really matter. Like, you can go there for, like, anybody. And, like, OnlyFans, apparently. It's, like, Patreon also. You have, like, artists and shit on there. And it's kind of cool. But, like, of course, you're going to have porn problems if you call it a problem or whatever. I don't really understand why this. And I know Joseph does. Joseph definitely does. Oh, no, I don't do the OnlyFans. But there was this. No, but you just call it a problem. Porn problems. No. (laughs) There's a... uh, a WNBA player, Liz Cambridge. She's like this big tall chick. She has an OnlyFans, and she just quit the NBA to just do OnlyFans because she's been making so much money off of OnlyFans. But there's yeah, people, yeah, but, see, but, there, but there's people who make like weird amounts of money. Like so, I follow Aaron Carter on Instagram because it's just like a train wreck and really funny. And he makes like half a million dollars, almost a million dollars a year yeah, off is, of is his that, OnlyFans. Is that a shout out to OnlyFans, or is that like a hate on the WNBA? <laughs> No, I mean, well, I mean, well, Why that's a hate. Well, you can make a Why hate on the WNBA that they don't make enough money. But I mean, yeah, coming, yeah. some people make so much, so much money off of their OnlyFans. It's crazy. But, yeah, I do. but it's interesting that they paid out like over eight, what they say, eight billion dollars. They have a thousand employees and they take a 20 percent cut that over a thousand people make a million dollars each. Yeah, that's that, that. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Austin. No, I just that was, that was the. Uh, the number that blew my mind too was that over a thousand people made over a million dollars. 
That's so, a which lot. isn't like, why is the CEO like trying to backpedal on what they're all about, or oh, yeah. maybe not all about, but like they're produced, they're employing a bunch of people, they're making money. Like, what's the problem here? There was like a problem a year ago. I forget exactly what it was. Like, um, but where they had to like pivot and they just thought it was like an existential crisis where it's like, if we don't change, like, like do a white boy rebrand, then we're fucked. And that's what they did. I can't believe that it still happened. I thought it'd be like, we're going to say that we're going to pivot and then we're not actually going to, and, and everybody will forget about it in a month. So like a year later that we're talking about this, like, I'm just like, okay, I'll, I'll but no, what we need to ask though is, a thousand people got to pay it a million. How many fucking people are on that website who are not getting paid shit? Showing, showing they're like, you know, yeah, what I their feel mom like I gave like, them. I feel like that's the path to being like a shitty local rapper is like, you know, you're just like starting OnlyFans and you start, I start posting feet and ass pics and then no one likes them and I make no money. And then I just got all my feet and ass pics out there for the world to see. Joseph's talking NFTs, about himself. Bro, it's the future. Yeah, okay. NFT my ass and feet. That's true. You could I already did. I already did. Chick, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. But I mean it's on I, the, it's on I the think, cock chain, dude. It's I think I think chain. I think right this paragraph or this little blurb, this question explains why the why she tried to pivot. It's like you came into this position as CEO from a marketing and communications background within OnlyFans. So she worked in the marketing. So she worked in marketing department. And you previously worked with a cannabis cafe in LA. That's like so random. That's like just a random. <laughs> so you, and she smokes weed. But yeah, I mean, obviously there's other content on there, but this is just a really weird fluff piece, but for OnlyFans by Time magazine. I was like, why the fuck is Time Mag- magazine? Clickbait, bro. I'm talking about areolas and shit. This is wild. They, yeah. 80 thought they get the click. Yeah, 80-20 split's not that bad either. That's pretty good, you know? Yeah, but I don't think I don't buy it. Because if you said, so what's a thousand times a, a million? That's a billion. And they said they made eight billion. So I'm doing the math. That's not 20%. What, like expenses? Overhead? Nah. Overhead. Yeah, no pun intended. Hey, all they gotta do is keep the, the website running. That's their overhead right there. There's a bunch of yeah, yeah, but it, but maybe yeah. like maybe it's like uh, you know how the United States is with like uh, inequality. It's like yeah, a thousand people got a million, but then there's fifty thousand who got paid five bucks, and so or you know ten bucks or whatever it is, you know, like so that eats up the rest of it. I don't know what the fuck. Should we move on? No, but would, <laughs> if. If you were only making like 150k a year off of your OnlyFans and that was your only job, would that be worth it? Would that gross? Be only 150k. No, a year? but I'm saying no. But I'm just, my that's just a question. So I'm saying if you had if you were doing OnlyFans and you had 150, you were making 150k a year, would that be worth it for you to just do it? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> right. That's not that bad. You don't need to make a million dollars off of OnlyFans. Well, I'm just thinking that there's probably a gap in between the people who made a million and then the rest of them. Otherwise, they would be hyping up people making six figures. True. And the ones who make six figures are like 
that baby. It's already people <laughs> who are super rich. It's already like most of the people who make money off all the what else is done? What else is done? But uh, but like it's like when they say like oh your your uh, sports team won um like ten out of the last twelve games. It's like okay, so that means they won ten out of the last thirteen. Otherwise, you would have said. 12 you know 11 out of the last 13 oh right so you, you know they lost that that other game that's what this is it's like they are saying a thousand people made a million so so if it was a thousand five hundred they would have said that and so that's how you know nobody else does yeah and you know, like only fans existed before the creator boom but it really flourished during the pandemic it was one of those crop companies like zoom that benefited to the shift of remote work and stay-at-home conditions I mean, I guess like, well, I mean, I well, well, that's what also we talked about, which is at least it was safer than like, uh, than like, uh, you know, you going out on the street on the corner, you know, like you could like flip it to like the quarantine. So that was a good aspect of it. It was like, you're safer, not only just from like COVID, but just like being on the, you know, like selling, like, you know, being at a strip club, you know, like you're at your home by yourself. So there's benefits, but they didn't, they didn't embrace that. They were just like, ah, fuck that. We're going to go um, give the baby or whatever. Who the fuck you said it was? <laughs> no, I mean, I think but like whenever that happened, it was the way it was always promoted and put in our faces about OnlyFans was that it was like, hey, like, you know, see boobs and see dicks or whatever, you know, like come here and look at porn, essentially. That's what it was. It's like a dick barn. Come to the dick barn. We got tons of them. And then, and then, so to try to rebrand after doing that and after promoting it like all pandemic that way, it wasn't like brought to us any in any other like palatable form. It was just like, yeah, like there's just hot chicks on OnlyFans. Oh, well, yeah. I forgot this part also in that article from a year ago. Uh, They're having a real big problem with um underage people. Mm-hmm. So if they pull this off and this becomes a successful company, without it being like uh, porn only, this will be written in like business books in college for years. And be like, this is how you pivot successfully. Facts. If you want to put an optimistic view on it. (laughs) No, that's true. Um, You you know, and they do have a lot of issues with that because they, she said they only have a thousand employees for how big that is and how global OnlyFans is, they only have a thousand employees. That includes everybody, including content moderators. That was actually a comment on my OnlyFans about my penis. It was like how big that is and how global that is. All right. Do you guys want to go to the next article? It was probably like they need more moderators. They'd catch weird shit like this. Yeah, you better need more moderators. All right. This one made me laugh. Um, because i was like oh but also like i mean i kind of get it um but cbd could help cops get relief from stress insomnia and chronic pain but using it out um yeah it's dangerous basically you can get fired in some states there's no rules against them using cbd but they can get fired what was the list of straights um a handful of Police departments contacted a handful, including Arizona, California, Colorado, Florida, Georgia, New York, Texas, and Vermont. Do not have guidelines explicitly addressing CBD, but several said the issue keeps coming up more frequently now, especially among young officers and command staff would advise their employees against taking CBD. Um, So this article is from Time. And yeah, it's talking about how some cops like to use CBD and they can uh, suppose they can get fired for it. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they, I think it's kind of, let me me just cut you off. 
the tiger and I sold millions and millions of dollars of CBD. And we used to have to tell our customers because we were selling it on the wholesale retail level. Uh, if you have consumers who are cops, firefighters, paramedics, don't let them take this unless it is uh, isolate CBD, which means 0% THC. Tiger, you have. No, that's perfect. Uh, I was, I was going to say the same thing that um, if there's no THC in it, I think it's okay. And as long as they have a committee that can that go, go about it and test them and say what's okay for the cops, I think they should, they should be able to use it. Do you think CBD is even like as um, legit as we thought it was for a second? Um, in the beginning, I, it was a wild west uh, where people were just cranking out, you know, junk. But now I think it's been been established, and there's certain companies that are well known, and it actually does help them. So, so you th you think that there are like uh, beneficial aspects to it? Yeah, yeah, oh yeah. I've used some from my lower back, and it, it's helped out. So. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I've used the topical stuff like too, but I didn't know what else was in it. But I hear you, uh, Tyson, Austin, anybody? Uh, I think if we let cops smoke, yet alone just use CBD rather than drink on the job, there'd be a lot less fucking killings and shit. But hey, preach. <laughs> I don't. That's I a good point. Think it's a fucking ridiculous subject to discuss. I think. Uh, weed needs to be legalized federally not even i mean cbd is such like i don't even understand why it's a subject why can't they even have cbd in their system yeah so i don't know awesome yeah maybe that's what it takes for it to become kind of federally legal everybody feels sorry for um government employees who can't use it um but I just kind of thought this, uh, like one of the last quotes, I think from Bond in the article was pretty funny. He said something like, uh, uh, yeah, it's like, um, uh, I've, the way I've treated it is it's none of my supervisor's concern, basically. Uh, it's a medical choice that I've made. And I just thought it'd be really funny to imagine like Vaughn pulling somebody over and asking if they have any controlled substances in their system. And they say, oh, personally, I don't think it's any of your concern. It's just a medical choice I made. I thought that'd be pretty funny. But um, anyway, yeah, that's pretty, pretty much as far as I, as I got with it. I thought it made me laugh too. I thought um, uh, is the point for us to kind of feel bad for cops and other government officials because they can't use things like this. I don't know. I didn't really feel bad for them. But if it's going to help further the cause, getting people's uh, awareness, I guess people who do take government employees and officials really seriously and people who work in law enforcement really seriously who knows maybe it could have some kind of positive benefit to explore this angle but i just thought it was funny overall yeah i used to uh like uh in our last job where we were selling the cbd i would go down to the street the next street it was a cul-de-sac and it was like less than a block away just to go smoke a cigarette and get out of the office and then this fire truck pulled up <laughs> and like parked right by me while I'm smoking a cigarette. And I'm like, fuck. And then they're like, hey, how's it going? It's like four dudes getting out of the truck. And I'm like, ah, I feel fucking weird smoking a cigarette in front of you guys. Like, why? I was like, because you're firefighters. 
and they're like like well you should you should have gotten like your cigarettes from and it was our company because that's also what we smoked i was like i worked there i'm just on a break and they're like oh and they're like like what else do you guys sell and then i told them we sold cbd and all the firefighters wanted to get it and i was like well and i was like telling them like you got to be like careful they're like no 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 we're good we're good we'll be fine and um they want to do like a tour from the warehouse. So I do think it's getting a little bit better, but um, you just, as if you like in the position that uh, the tiger and I were in, like where you're selling to people, you want to make sure that they're like fully aware of like the rules and regulations. However, if you're like a firefighter, I mean, go for it. Fuck it. Like I just didn't, you know, I didn't want any firefighters or cops to get like uh, um like suspended from their job because they showed up like with THC in their system like from CBD because there's some that have like a little bit of THC but I I feel like that that was like very rare for that to even happen yeah there's a part where he says oh he's like this is um it's really a liability issue for us whenever they talk about them they're like it's a liability issue but their example is like well you know there's a young officer and he's like oh i putting cbd oil on his knee before a run and it's just normal for him like what like get the fuck out of here dude what are you talking about this cop's just like putting cbd oil on his fucking knee before he goes on a hike leave him alone i mean i obviously it's be- becoming destigmatized i mean what we'd still like schedule one oh yeah, yeah. Controlled substance so i mean but yeah i could see it having potential benefits i mean football players have been saying that for forever and that's the reason they stopped testing for it there's lots of examples where you know you could play for the broncos and not smoke weed and live in denver because you played for the nfl so these cops even if there's legal weed in their state they can't smoke weed but there's nothing about cbd so if they found a loophole good good for them man and like you said if it's gonna have them being less dicks and not like drinking and driving and all the dumb shit we see them do sometimes like cool like give a give that cop a cbd vape and let him maybe he'll chill the fuck and, out and sneak some thc in there and see what happens you know yeah, a little bit more he, than that point three he either gets suspended or he's chill either way it's a win <laughs> Paid vacation. <laughs> oh well they get paid vacation for less so oh yeah <laughs> yeah i mean and when you t- whenever i was reading this article too i mean it's funny it's funny that like cops are complaining about not being able to puff like something that's like a weed derivative it's like my mom this, like, oh. this is how i wanted to answer it dude i wanted to go Wah. yeah <laughs> like who the <laughs> fuck cares but yeah Bring like the ambulance out, and then, we'll, <laughs> yeah. and then we'll get those fools high too. It's like, like my mom you. asked me. Like, yeah. let's be honest; these dudes are getting high. They are taking the weed off of whoever they're pulling over or whatever, and they're smoking that shit after the cocaine. Yes, <laughs> hopefully. Well, it's like when my mom asked me, like, "Oh, can I see your charger for her like CBD vape or something?" And I'm like, "No, like you used to ground me because you thought I was high, bitch. Like you don't get to use, you need to charge your shit. Like no, you don't get absolutely not. No, you burned, you burned her Newport. You stole her Newport. It wasn't Newport. It was no, no, no. Virginia, Virginia Slims. Slims. Virginia Way Slims. Way worse. Damn. It was, it was manipulation." It was you stole back. her Virginia Slims, and you won't give her your your battery. Yeah, if she was like, "Hey, let me hit that," I'd be like, "Nah, get your own. Like, go find your own, dude. Like, you don't get to you don't get to be used, used to get mad at me for having a plug, and now you want now you want the the plugs number. Get out of here. What do you think this is? Cold blooded. Think dude. This is Beach Street. Come on now, <laughs> it's, it's swap meet. Nah, dog. 
<laughs> All right, Joseph. You wanna you wanna hit us with your old man minute? Yeah, we don't have to talk. Oh, I just say we we killed Zahari, that number two guy and today. He got killed in a drone strike. So it was just a quick article about that. We've been chasing this dude for what like 20 plus years. SS Cole, whole bunch of horrible stuff. That guy got bombed today in um Cabal, I wanna say. Cabal. And yeah, Afghanistan. So that was just the other article. Um, but you know, shout out Biden. Fuck that dude. We're chasing that dude for a long last time. Um, so old man minute. So I wanted to rant and then I'm going to say my two cents and then I want to get y'all's take on this, but this is something it's sports related. We don't do a whole lot of sports stuff, but we've seen like this legal paradox slash sports thing go on. And I don't know if you're, if you're, if you're not aware, there's a gentleman named Deshaun Watson. He was a quarterback for the Houston Texans. He was now traded to the Cleveland Browns for a the largest contract in NFL history, a 100% guaranteed contract of $230 million. Why was he traded to the Browns, may you ask? Well, he sat out all of last year, and before that, he was playing for the Texans, signed a large extension, was one of the best quarterbacks in the league, and had a little tiff with the owner saying something about slaves and making a bunch of racial comments, so he wanted to be traded. Then all these allegations came out about him and some massage therapists. 24 civil lawsuits filed all by the same lawyer. Um, 23 of those are now settled. Um, one is still active. And then the Houston Texans have also, now remember this, I think this is a huge point. I'm going to bring bringing this up now. Remember this. The Houston Texans have also settled separately outside of court with all 24, not 23, but 24 of these uh, accusers of Deshaun Watson. So he's still- What did they accuse him of? You haven't said that. Well, basically, essay, make, basically forcing himself on them, harassing them, you know, assaulting these women, being a, being a total creep. Yeah, being a total creep, trying to get happy endings and all sorts of stuff. There's all sorts of text messages, all sorts of evidence. The same lawyer um, represents all of them. He's actually best friends and really good friends with the owner of the Houston Texans. And all this took place after the trade. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, big that that's another thing. But he was traded. Um, he sat out all of last year. He got paid last year. He wasn't suspended. He was on the NFL's exempt list. They said, just don't show up and play and we'll pay you because he was demanding a trade. And then these allegations came out, but he still got paid to just sit out. Well, they've had a third party arbitrating group. A judge decides six games. Deshaun, Wat- Deshaun Watson was suspended six games. Um a lot of people are pissed off about it. We saw Ben Roethlisberger. He got accused of some crazy shit twice back in the day. Don't ever forget Ben Roethlisberger is a creeper and a half. Um, he got six games. We've seen six games has kind of been the precedent. I think Zeke Elliott, when he whipped that girl's boobs out on Greenville Avenue on St. Patrick's Day, when he whipped, whipped out those titties, um, he got suspended for that six games. Um, but it's kind of crazy. Six games seems super, super light to me. Um it's really interesting to see somebody and the way the contract is structured. So he's getting suspended for six games, but the way the Browns have made this contract is he still gets paid. So he's not losing any money. So he's not getting paid, but he's getting paid for it on the back end. The way the contract structured is he gets reimbursed for all the money he loses when he gets suspended. So in some ways we just watched. Yeah. Right. And the, the Houston Texans paid for every single hotel room and all these masseuses signed NDAs that the Houston Texans provided. There's something there. It, I mean, I don't, it doesn't make sense to me, but obviously Deshaun Watson's a creeper in some way, shape or form. He had a great pristine 
image the entire time now it comes out he likes getting hand jobs and all sorts of wild shit and he had 60 masseuses 66 masseuses over the span of a year um which is like super red flag dude dude's been busy okay okay okay. he obviously has a fucking problem and i just did the math while you were talking so he got suspended (laughs) for six games 24 sexual assault uh, accusations that's one quarter of football per woman that claimed that he was sexually that he sexually assaulted one quarter 15 minutes per person for six games that's rowdy and it's weird because that's why i bring up them paying for the hotels the ndas them settling outside separately in court like the houston texans are culpable in this in some way shape or form there's no way they not there's no way they're not because i mean they settled with all 24 all at once not it wasn't like oh we're battling this out there's one person still battling it out with deshaun watson like about going to civil court there's only one case that's not settled but that she already settled with the houston texans nobody knows what they gave them or what they didn't but they put they were funding this whole thing they were like like flipping the bill for this creepy hj campaign it was weird dude it's super fucking weird he's only getting six games this this whole thing is about money right like that's what it all comes down to well no i don't know about that well not with these women necessarily However, well, no, but I'm talking about like you know uh, the team or oh, manager, yeah, yeah. Yeah, supporting yeah. him and paying you know the league paying him when he doesn't deserve to be paid and all that. Well, what's really weird is so you now Calvin Ridley plays for the um, Atlanta Falcons. Really good receiver. He's one of these great guys out of Alabama. He was away from the team last year. He took time off. Um, was having mental health issues. He placed a bet on like FanDuel or DraftKings or something like that for like 1500 bucks. He was away from the team, wasn't even playing, wasn't even on his team, and he got suspended for the year. Damn. So he, See, that's a great example. So he got suspended for the year. He bet on and his th- own team, didn't he? I don't think he did. I don't think he bet on his all own right, team. Right. No, I don't think he bet on his own team. I think it was something else, but he's not allowed to bet on it at all. And that's right. a rule. And he got suspended for a year, which for is why. $1,500? Yeah, for like a fifteen hundred dollars. Don't fuck bet. with the money. Don't fuck with the money, homie. And then, and then we just watched Deshaun Watson <laughs> go through all of this. And then, like That's I'm saying, my there's point. yeah, and yeah. there's something, there's something there because the Houston Texans also settled. If they had nothing and they weren't culpable in some sort of creepy shit that was going on, there's no way they settled. They'd be like, oh yeah, well fuck you, Deshaun Watson. You're a horrible person, and we had no idea. But the fact that they paid anybody anything means they definitely they they, they had to be aware at some at some point. Of course, right? of course. But are we surprised? It's the NFL. No, no, I'm not, I'm never surprised really by how much this country values football and sports and money in general over the well-being of its people. Like just money. <laughs> um, does not give a shit. While we're on it, Pete Rose is the greatest hitter in the history of baseball, and he's not in the Hall of Fame because of his betting. So I don't know why that's such a pain point in sports. Uh, to the point where they'll completely, you know, like defame you and not allow you to have the accomplishments that you have. Um, but it's, be, it's they, because it seems it's, like seems like they damn near encourage sexual assault. <laughs> seems like they they you know don't mind it at all. In fact, knock yourself out. Well, literally. Um, yeah. However, <laughs> like, however, <laughs> it, it's because if people can't trust that the game is going to be played legitimately 
then uh, then they don't have a product anymore. However, it's next man up on the sexual uh, the sexual assault shit. So it's like that's a good point. So like if we can get away with having them play, that's cool. But if not, okay, we'll get somebody else to do the, his job for him. But if the entire public is like, yeah, this shit's rigged, I'm done, then it's over. Yeah, and it's interesting because now the NFL can appeal this ruling from this third-party judge. The NFL Players Association already said they're not going to. They're like, we're not going to rule because they only got six games. What are you talking about? He's getting all this. Yeah. He could be suspended for the year, and he's still going to get his money. So that's the whole point yeah. is there's no there's no repercussions for him other than like sitting out a couple of weeks. But it, but if the NFL decides to appeal that ruling, that means the NFL thinks that they know something more than this judge does. And that's what's interesting. That the, the, the whole thing is super because because for a third party judge to rule they both six agree, games, they both agreed on the judge is a retired judge. So the NFL and the Players Association agreed that this judge can do this. And I, I guarantee the NFL is going to be like, that's the ruling. We had nothing to do with it you know uh third party did it let's move on like that's obviously what's gonna happen protect the shield we gotta protect the shield exactly and they're like yeah there's <laughs> there's like but what uh what if it's a really good brain move on 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 everybody on this like where he he's actually doing this just so he doesn't play but he keeps all the money well, I think it was actually baked in where they knew that this was going to happen when you signed with the Browns. Um, and they're like, all right, we know you're going to get suspended for like, what, I don't know, six games. It, like, and, and it's very specific. The six games is like written into like the collective bargaining agreement. It's like they're looking at precedent of like other guys in the past. And they're like, it, like it'd be like two games, four games, six games a season. And they're like, Dude, it's probably going to be six. Well, we're going to give you guaranteed money, 230 fucking million dollars, which nobody gets in the NFL. It's like, and and then they're and he's like, okay, let's do it. And like they they're shameless, he's shameless, the NFL's shameless, you know. Yeah, it's just wild to see. And it, you know, it's all over the news today. It's just like only six games. And it's like, yeah, I mean, it's it's only six games. And I mean, I thought it would at least be a year. But to see it only be six, I was kind of shocked because we saw people like Ray Rice go from uh, a four, like a two game suspension to like an basically being banned from the league for hitting his wife in that elevator. Yeah, but that, that's when they changed a lot of the rules and they made it more like uniform. And then but Kareem, Kareem Hunt, who's currently on the Browns, their backup running back, he was on Kansas City and he kicked that girl on video and he got suspended and then he came back and they all got longer suspensions or were away from the game longer than Deshaun. Now, obviously, Lee sat out all of last year. So if you include yet last year, then that's like, you know. Like but time served? Yeah, but like, no, but you don't. But that's what I'm saying. Is like, is that how they're viewing it? Because it doesn't make no. sense to me. Yeah. No. I mean, no. But, but to the Tigers' point, this dude does get injured because he's like runs around like a maniac um and like he gets hit a lot so maybe like not a crazy idea for me like that i'll take this money and just keep sitting out i would i don't want to get murdered yeah but how long is this contract good for for the next what like three years it doesn't matter because uh like they it's all guaranteed money it's like the it's like baseball and the nba to do sign that contract and the nfl is never like this it's just the first time so it's like he gets the 230 million no matter if he plays a single fucking snap 
know, there's been people who've gotten fully guaranteed contracts. He just got the most. The, the first person who really got a 100% guaranteed contract that Kirk. we saw. Yeah, Kirk Cousins was like the most recent. He's like, he's worked the salary cap geniusly. Second round, like what, a late draft pick, then got then got franchise tagged, then got franchise tagged again, then signed. But that like was a, two years, $80 million. It was, was three this, years, like 90, 89 million, three years, 89 million. Okay. Yeah. But 100% guaranteed, that's a lot of money. Okay, but he didn't have 20 fucking four, like, uh, you know, allegations of sexual assault on his ass. You know? oh, no, 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 no. I'm just talking about like in getting a 100% guaranteed contract in the NFL. We've seen it, but they've never been that high and that long. I think it's like a five or six year deal. So it's not short. And then we just saw Kyler Murray get his contract extension. He's the second highest of all time. And he got 160 or 140 yeah. or something. So it's like not that. even close. All yeah. right, y'all. I think we need to wrap this up. What I want to do is thank all of our guests, the Tiger. The Iron Ape Tyson, Mr. Austin Reigns. Maybe you can make it rain out here in California because we're in a drought, homie. And then I also want to thank Mr. Joseph Huggins, my co-host, for making this happen. Episode 50, it's a celebration, bitches. Joseph, you got anything else? We should do this again on like 75, bro. Yeah, you know, if we're all still here. Yeah. Sounds good. That was heavy as fuck, dude. Sad, sad. Come on, come on, Optim. <laughs> now you're not optimistic, you ass. Now I appreciate all you guys coming on. It was great. You know, episode 50. Everybody just stay safe. And if you guys ever want to come on, just let us know, man. You guys were great. So this was chill as fuck. Uh, but we appreciate y'all. Stay safe, stay out of trouble, and like always, go fuck yourselves. Hell yeah. <laughs>